and I am Dr. Ellen Kenner, and my show is The Rational Basis of Happiness, and you want to take a close look at your own life and say, what makes me happy? What brings joy to my life? Is it seeing my kids play happily with one another, not fight with one another? Is it a moment with my partner, my husband, my wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, where I just feel really connected? I feel like we're on the same page, and there are, it feels like there isn't a worry in the world, even though I might have many problems. Are you happy when you're pursuing a dream of your own? Maybe it's a longer range goal in college or going after a career, a dream career, or maybe it's fixing a problem that you've had for a long time. Maybe you didn't clean out the basement or the barn or whatnot, and you tackle it and you feel very, you feel accomplished. So it doesn't have to be on a big scale, but enduring happiness is having the right, requires having the right thinking methods and valuing yourself, really taking your own happiness seriously. That sounds funny, taking your happiness seriously, but that's exactly right. Happiness is the achievement of your rational values, which means you need to know how to think well. And if you engage in thinking that's all over the map and you're, you're hoping things will happen but not taking action or you're relying on other people when you really need to take some action yourself or you're pushing stuff out of awareness that you know needs to be taken care of. For example, maybe you know you need to go to the dentist or the doctors or take care of your car and you're not making those phone calls or taking action. You're not going to feel good about yourself. So you want to turn that around. My number is toll-free 1-877-DRKENNER. Dr. Kenner. I'm a clinical psychologist and we talk about lots of things on the show and including your questions. Here is a question I received from somebody who I don't know if you have parents who lived in, you know, had a mom who lived in the 1950s type style where she helped everyone else except for herself. See what you think about this question. Uh, this is from Doug. Dear Dr. Kenner, my dear friend, a young, uh, a young 65, recently lost her husband, who was also her first boyfriend. She was a selfless mother in the traditional 50s household, and now, at age 65, she's suddenly retired, alone, and bitter and she says she doesn't really know herself. What would you recommend? Okay, first, she's dealing with multiple complicated situ uh, complicated situation, but of course, she that doesn't mean she can't do things about it. Uh, first, she's going through grief. If you've been with someone a lifetime, and I'm assuming she loved her husband, uh, if she didn't love her husband, sometimes it's actually liberating, as bad as it sounds. This is, the, this is a fact. Uh, when a spouse dies, it's like, oh my God, I can finally breathe again. I'm not under his or her finger or you know, all the thumb all the time. Um, so, uh, but if she really genuinely loved him or sometimes you feel guilty, you know, I should have been with him in the last moments. People got hung up a lot about the very last moments when a person dies. Uh, she needs to get some therapy for that. That would help her tremendously to to go through the grief rather than giving up on herself, feeling alone and feeling bitter, the key word bitter there. Um, she also hasn't had any experience after she goes through some of the grief. She may be thinking, I'll never find anyone else. This is the only person I ever lived with. And some people prefer to live alone from that point on. 
But if she doesn't, if she feels lonely and is very comfortable having a partner, she doesn't even need to get married. But she could at least entertain the idea of going out with some male companions. Um, and you may be one of them, Doug. I don't know if you're what type of a friend you you know whether you're already married or whether you're just a good friend. And she could enjoy your company. You could bring along some other people, so she could then begin to entertain. A, breathing life back into her own life. You mentioned that she's the self she was the selfless mother in the traditional 50s household. Well, when people are selfless without a self, they feel empty inside. They help everyone else typically, but then feel resentful when it isn't reciprocated and they feel unlovable, they feel empty, they feel worthless unless they're helping others, and then they feel bitter, and they don't get this game called life. Well, it isn't a game. You get one shot at it, and you want to make it the best possible. So instead of throwing that self away and making yourself selfless without a self, you want to be self-fulfilled. You want to be self-valuing. And you you asked me for a book, and I will recommend The Virtue of Selfishness by Ayn Rand, A-Y-N. R-A-N-D, and she talks about why selfishness in the proper sense of the term is not taking advantage or manipulating or uh, defrauding anybody. It's valuing yourself. That's it. And valuing yourself by building yourself into a lovable, capable person, taking your own psychology seriously. Uh, so she could certainly read that book. It may perk her up a bit and question some of her older ideas in a way that may change them. Of course, I read Ayn Rand's books, The Fountainhead and Atlas Shrugged, and that turned my world around beautifully. Um, you said she's alone. She does have you as a friend, and if she values having more companionship, maybe joining some groups, having some hobbies, and moving on. If she's bitter because she's looking back at her life, she can flip that and look forward and allow herself to discover herself to be her own best friend and to take some of those desires she's had over all those years of being selfless in the marriage and say, what did I dream of doing? What did I wish I could have done? If it's travel, maybe she could travel a little more. If it's some hobby, something she never did dancing, maybe she'll try dancing and that would be a great way to meet people too. But it's got to be something that she enjoys. Also, you said she's retired. You need to have a purposeful life. And if you have wonderful hobbies and friends and activities when you t retire and build a purposeful life with your interests, then that's fine. But if not, there's no reason she can't unretire and find a little job or career that she would enjoy. Maybe it's a big one. I don't know what she did. And bring breathe life back into herself that way. And she wants to hang around with people who are not moping, but people who are a tad more upbeat from her. And she can study them and learn how to recapture her own own self-assertiveness and how to value herself. And if she didn't have it to begin with, she can grow that. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner on the Rational uh, on the rational basis of happiness. And she can also listen to a podcast of the show on drkenner.com, D-R-K-E-N-N-E-R.com. I need to feel important. Instead, I'm living in the shadows of her life. Her family and friends are everything. I feel invisible. 
I thought my husband's love would be enough to help him get over my affairs. Why can't he just forgive and forget? What does he think he is? Perfect? He's so selfish. How many lose themselves in a romantic relationship, feeling unimportant, taken for granted? Or perhaps they lie or cheat and think their partner should forgive and forget? I am Dr. Ellen Kenner, clinical psychologist and co-author with Dr. Edwin Locke of the Romance Guidebook, The Selfish Path to Romance. Provocative title? I know. By selfish, we mean the self-valuing, self nurturing way to romance. You never want to lose yourself in a relationship. You want to create a win-win partnership to value your own and each other's goals and dreams. Discovering how to be true to yourself in a romantic partnership is learnable and key to romantic happiness. Check out our book with its daring title, The Selfish Path to Romance, at Amazon or SelfishRomance.com.